Hey, 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 what's up? Welcome back to Forgiven AF Podcast. This is a second chance podcast. We use this for marketing material for our mentorship program. Uh, super excited to have you guys. Um, I got a special guest on the show today, man. This is uh, this is my editor. He does all of our editing for the show. What's up, what's uh, up? My man, Joe Klein. <laughs> super excited to have him, man. I'm thankful that he's come and get us all set up. And he's always got my back and keeping this show running. This show would definitely not be going on if it wasn't for him. So I appreciate so you. Super thankful for that. Um, you want to just kind of go ahead and just kind of take over real quick and just kind of tell us, you know, where you're from, kind of what your upbringing was like. Are you cool with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, started here. No, I started in Arkansas. I've been in Arkansas my whole life. Moved to Texas as a full t uh, for a full-time job as a um, video production guy, media manager uh, for a church. And what was interesting is I've worked around like uh, religious organizations and all different types of things for many years, starting at probably like 14 years old, like, and would work like almost what some people would consider full-time jobs and doing things. And there were always times that, you know, churches came up, tried to hire, and I was like, nah, doesn't feel right. For some reason, new season of life, newly married, this one felt right. Maybe it's the fact that, okay, this is like, you know, they're offering a raise. So anyways, moved, that didn't work out. Then I ended up going, doing what I knew to do best, which was making money. And at the time, the easiest way to make money was through video production and content creation because I had just came from doing that full time. Um, and because COVID happened and everyone needed to go online. Yeah, so I made like, which is interesting because a lot of people's, you know, COVID destroyed a lot of people's lives, you know, killed others. And um, it was actually a blessing for me and my family because we flourished through COVID. Everyone needed to know, figure out how to go online really quickly. So I was always working yeah. like buying cameras buying new gear going to set up churches businesses so that they could stream their services gym literally you name it like i was doing it so i was busy and then i got the full-time job moved here and I, I was busy in a different way then once that didn't work out i just went full-time freelance and so that's how i made it to texas uh, but i think coming up on three to four years coming up on four years now yeah that's cool that's cool yeah because i mean everybody knows there's not a bunch of money to be made, you know, working for a church, right? It's a yeah. nonprofit. They're not, you know what I mean? So it's not like, it's not like you were going into that expecting for it to be some super lucrative career. And with your skills and talents, it's, I'm definitely wasn't surprised at all that you decided to go off on your own because of how much money you can make and support your family when you're working independently like that, as opposed to working a 40 hour job for a salary, you know? Yeah. And for me, it wasn't honestly like the money. It was more so, um, like, like I want to see my family. I want to spend time with my family. And when you're working in a church or you're working for a church, and especially like if you're not in a position to make your own decisions, you, you, you live for that church. You breathe for that church, like typically. Yeah. Um, and so like, I wasn't, I, like I was the busiest I've ever been. Like if I had a kid, it would have been a terrible time for my kid. But you did just have a kid. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank a, you. <laughs> a, a, a great looking little kid too, man. Yeah. Dude, he's so cute. He is cute. I'm really excited for you guys. Yeah. Um, so what do you kind of see going on for, for your future from here uh, with social vibes? And I know you do a lot of stuff with coffee too. You do, a, yeah. you know, you do, you have a lot, you have so many different avenues and lanes that you go. What, what do you see come, going next? Yeah. So I think in the future, I see a few different things, which is funny because um, I am a visionary, if you can't tell. Like, I always am, like, visionizing and, 
like and honestly acting up on new things all the time i have a business idea i literally go llc get a business partner fund it do it and then i get bored and i do another business <laughs> yada 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 and the list goes on so i probably do that four to five times a year so that's what you were describing with the coffee social vibes yeah. but what's always stuck with me is doing youtube full-time i want to do youtube full-time uh i had a I had this vision one time um, where when I was working for the church and I was trying to figure out if I should take this step into going to do like working for myself full time. And it was, you know, it was one of those like those are big decisions, you know, especially when you're in a new state where you don't know anyone, you don't have any family like at all. These are big decisions to make. Um, and so newly married. And so I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And I had this vision where I was um, on a lake. I think in, it looked like Canada. I was on a lake in Canada. I was standing there. This is actually so crazy now that I'm thinking about it. This is crazy. I was standing on a dock in the winter looking out over a frozen lake, uh, 6, 7 a.m., and or whatever time it would be in the morning. And I was holding my son's hand. That I didn't have yet. I didn't even know if my first kid would be a son. I was holding my son's hand, and we were looking out at the beauty of the lake. And I had my camera, like my vlogging camera, in the other hand. And then I looked over my shoulder, and Lauren, my wife, was in the cabin with our daughter, That's who crazy. was younger. Um, and I, I mean, and honestly, in the dream, I can't remember if it was like more than one kid, more than two kids, but I know it was a daughter, and I know I was holding my son's hand. Um, he was old enough to stand, and we could do that together, but she needed to take care of the daughter. And so what that dream meant to me in that moment is that if this is where I want to get to, which is, this sounds beautiful, this was peaceful this was like if i'm in another country and we're able to do stuff like this like there's some type of financial security going on around this like you know you're not just traveling and being peaceful on a lake this beautiful broke like that's that's, you know that's not something so that dream represented so many things to me so then i was like all right i gotta make this decision or else i'm gonna end up in this loop working for someone else um not being able to be fulfilled and take care of my family at the same time because I don't believe in working jobs that you don't want to work. I just don't believe life is too short. Do yeah. stuff you want to do. There are stepping stones along the way, right? If you got to go work at McDonald's so that you can then later reach yeah, get that to goal. The next step. Yeah. 100%. I mean, my life is a testimony of that. But in that moment, I was like, all right, like there's nothing stopping me from going. And dude, once I took that step, not only did the salary that, you know, the comfortable salary that I was making, um, not only did I make that, it went um, 60% over that. That's awesome. Let me ask you a couple questions real quick on what you just said. Uh, so you obviously, you believe in the the power and the visions behind dreams, right? Yes. Because that's yes. a spiritual, I mean, that's biblical. Yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? So that's a biblical thing. That's pretty cool. Do you think when you were standing there, you had your son in one hand and you had your, your vlog camera in the other? Do you think that was kind of like a way in the dream of saying, hey, here's your legacy, here's your kids, but here's also how you're going to make your money? Oh, wow. You know, like holding the camera? Yeah. Like the camera had some sort of emphasis yeah. of like what the next step was going to be or how you were going to, your career would be like, hey, this is where you're going to be successful. I never thought about it like that, but that makes so much that makes so much sense. I don't know. It just crossed my mind. Let me dive into your kids real quick. So tell me what's the hardest thing about being a new dad? Uh, I think the first thing that came into mind is people thinking that I'm not. 
or wouldn't be. I don't know how to explain that. And the reason why I say that is because you, you, whenever you're, you are, I'm young, like I'm young, I'm a African-American man. And so when people see me, they, I don't know if they just feel, I don't know. It's like they're excited. Yes. Obviously they communicate their excitement, but it's also like they feel this, um, sense of, I need to tell you what's coming. I need to tell you how, you know, to take care of this baby. Do you think it's a stereotype on, you know, absent black male fathers? Do you think that that's what they're saying? I do really don't know. Or do you think maybe there's something inside from your past? If you dig into that, is there something in your past that makes you triggered by someone trying to give you just healthy advice? Are you thinking like, why are you telling me this? Like I know, or is it like from growing up maybe? What can we dive into your, what was your relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. with your parents like growing up? Yeah. So my relationship with my parents, my, um, so my father, whenever I was, uh, let me see, I think six years old, it may be four. Um, my mom and dad have always been around, but my dad was absent for a little bit, not because he wanted to be. He had gotten arrested, went to prison on um, drug charges, like selling, um, what was he selling, uh, weed? And what was crazy about the story, I think I've told you this before, is that he was definitely, like, selling drugs. Like, there, yeah. there was no question about that. People knew. Um, but whenever the police came, they couldn't find it on him. So they placed it on him. Oh, I remember you telling me that. Now, and, you know, a lot of times you're like, yeah, these people are lying. Why, if he's telling you that he does this, but they definitely, why would he lie about that? There's no kind of reason. Like no, it, may, it makes sense. And I've heard of that happening just so, I mean, I've been in that world for a long time. You know that. And that's not, I've heard about that happening tons of times of a person. They try to, they kick in the door. They're embarrassed because they didn't find anything. So they just plant something to make the arrest because they went to this judge, this, whoever the detectives are, go to this judge and beg for a warrant. Mm. Hey man, we know this, this, this on this guy. Give me the warrant. The judge says, are you sure you got enough? Because the judge doesn't want to look bad. Then they hit that. Then they go in to make that arrest. If they don't have anything there and they're going to have to go back to that judge and say, I don't have anything. It's, it's fairly common for people for wow. them to plant stuff on people. That's so crazy. I believe your dad a thousand percent. So that happened to him. He went to prison for two years, um, but he was still very present. Like, we would go see him all the time. Um, he would send me drawings, letters. Um, um, I don't know how, but, like, he was even supporting us, like, um, helping my mom in any way she could. To maybe make he still money. had connections on the outside or maybe yeah. people that could help him. And that's – I'm glad you brought that up. Sorry to keep interrupting you. No, But, but what you're saying it. is, like – it reminds me so much of me and my son because I was gone for six years of my son's life. Dang. Called every day. Um, my mom would bring him to see me, you know, once every couple weeks, maybe once a month. But I felt like I tried to do the best I could to still be present. And to hear you say that about your dad, that he was still able to be present in prison, and I've never heard anyone ever say that before, gives me hope that, or makes me feel like, hey, maybe I, maybe my son will grow up to be able to say, hey, my dad was still present. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it kind yeah, of feels yeah. good yeah. to hear that it's still a possibility, you know? Yeah, yeah. And honestly, there's, I, hope, I hope that is true. What I have found in myself is that at some point in my life, um, I think it was when I got, like, saved and I started to, like, follow Jesus, that I had this overwhelming, um, like, pain to just forgive everything that ever happened no matter what um like and quickly and rapidly and get it over with yeah because some of the stuff like i i talk to other people who are my age and who are well above my age and most of the stuff that happened like they're still bitter about bro the fact that you 
what you just said is actually like blowing my head off because one of the biggest things that people struggle with and don't realize it is long-term resentments because mm -hmm. that resentment, you mad at someone else or holding something against someone else, it's not affecting that person at all. It's yeah. just rotting the inside of you. Mm -hmm. um, so for you to like get that at a young age, like, hey man, I'm, and to be able to forgive quick, I feel like I'm the same way. Um, mm -hmm. But there are some things that I've kind of held in that I'm ha having to f deal with how to like let that go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, some stuff we just don't know. Like that's where I've been in my whole life. Like there's some stuff I just don't know that affects me every single day that hurts me, you know, that hurts other people, that hurts my wife, that will hurt my son. And those things are what scare me the most. Yeah. You, like, you don't even know. Yeah. yeah. And yet when you do realize, like, I'll give you a good example. Um, I've realized in the past, since I've been married, that because of everything that's ever happened to me, yeah. like in my life, I'm completely emotionally numb. Like, really? If, oh, yeah. Like if you told me, this sounds terrible, but if you told me, um, like, I don't know, like someone very, very close to me died, um, I would be incredibly sad, but I'm not sure if I would cry immediately. Like, so, I'm just used to pain at this point. And, I'm, and I, I've had so much pain in my life, and I've also had so much success that also if you told me I won a million dollars... See, I'm, I'm different. I'm way more of like the emotional reaction thing, which is which is sometimes hurts me and sometimes it's okay for me. But a lot of times when something big happens or a big deal happens, I overreact to it because of my, because I'm so emotional. You mm, know what I mean? Like mm. I'm a big crier. I cry regularly. Like, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm okay with it. That's just, but that's just me. I'm, I'm an emotional person. Um, and I don't, I don't know what, what causes one yeah. person to be or not to be. No. And I am at moments. It comes it's out. It's not your initial reaction. Um, it's hard. It, it depends on what it is, but that's like just like a gauge to help you understand. Because like sometimes, like for instance, if like I'm fighting, like or arguing with my wife, like yeah, I could get pretty emotional, yeah. <laughs> right? But also, like if there have been many times in my life where I've been at funerals of people that I love, and I'm like, I feel nothing. Like I literally, I've been, I've done this so. T like cousin got shot. Go. Later on in the year, another cousin dead in the street. Like, this stuff has happened so much, and I'm just, I'm sitting here, and I know exactly why I feel the way I feel. I know exactly how I feel, but I have zero idea how to fix this. Yeah, that's that's hard, man. And that, you know what? I can't say that I've had that sort of, I haven't really lost many people close to me. Mm -hmm. I've been really blessed in that. And I wonder if that's normal. You know, you hear about stuff like, guys in the street that start to get that way. You know what I mean? Gang yeah. members, stuff like that, that lose so many people. It's just a regular thing. Like, oh man, he's gone. He's gone. You know? And mm -hmm. it just, hey, it's another one. See, I haven't had that. So like, I'm sorry that you had to deal with that and that much loss because, you know, it's not something that person should have to deal with, you know? Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. So it's like navigating little things like that from my past have been interesting because you never know until you have a situation where you're emotionally aware and those things pop out and you, instead of going with the natural reaction, you say, but why? Like, but why did I feel that way? Uh, or why did I respond that way? Um, and honestly, like marriage, dude, I would say like, like having a, having a son has taught me so much more about um, everything in life, but specifically it's encouraged my marriage. It's also um, taught me so much about my relationship with God as a son and father. Like, dude, I'm telling you, there are so many times where I've just sat with Asher in my hands and cried. 
Because you, I just like I, it's like good. I understand. It's just like this. I understand now. Yeah, about how much God loves you because yes, of how much yes. you love your son, and how much I've hurt him. How much I've hurt God. You haven't hurt. God knows what you're going to do. God knows yeah. when you make those mistakes. But I mean, he, he looks down and he's like, oh, man. But you know what? Yeah. His mercies are new every morning. Yes. And you're completely forgiven and fresh every day. He already knew we were going to make those mistakes. We can't hurt God. You know what I mean? He yeah. could be disappointed, but he already knows we're going to do that. Well, the disappointment. Yeah. I yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it hurts me. I love His love for me makes me so sad that I disappointed him. Um. Like yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, like he loves me so much, and he does so much for me, and he never disappoints me. That it made me sad that I disappoint him. And to think about that same way of like, man, I hope you know I never some of this stuff that is bad. Like God filter me through my son's eyes. Yeah, that's good. You know. Yeah, I deal with that with my son too. Uh, what I've had to learn recently um, is being able to apologize to my son because I make mistakes a lot when it comes to parenting. I overreact. I use words I shouldn't use. Um, and I'm having to learn, like, hey, man, you got You need to correct that, Sean. You need to go back and apologize. And I think that it's a huge benefit to him because I want my son to be able to apologize when my son mm-hmm. messes up or does something wrong. I don't want. I want him to. Hey, I've modeled it for him, so hey, he sees it. He knows it's not weak. So that's something that I'm trying to like learn how to be able to. Hey, Caden, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry for the way I acted. You know. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the same way we have to go to God, right? Hey, God, man, I'm sorry for the way I acted. Like, yeah. There's a, such a correlation. And that's why it's really sad for people that didn't have a father around or a different mm-hmm. father that loved them to love the Lord or understand the Lord's love for them because they've never had that. And it's always referred to as the way God, the father, um, look at God as a father. Right. But imagine mm-hmm. if you never had a good dad. Yeah. So you look at that like, oh, so God's going to leave me or God's never been around, you know, cause they trying Man. to compare it to their dad. Right. It's crazy. So that's why being a good father. And I, I see the way you are with your son and like, it's impressive and I'm excited for Thank you, you to be a dad and to, you know, I don't believe in that whole stereotype of, you know, absent, but I, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, well, I think for me, I know I thought I just thought about what you said. There's two things. I'm going to come into the second thing. And it was about parenting, like my parents and their reaction of what everything we're talking about. But one that I've also thought about what I was saying about the stereotype. I don't think it's a stereotype. I just think that um, it sounds prideful, but I'm a very unique person. Like I'm very, very unique. Yeah. I would, I think that you won't walk up and just meet a lot of people who have even close to the same talents, interest, um, your creative abilities. type. You're different. You have that creative brain. You see yeah. things different than just what's in the present. Like yeah, and I mean, and even so much like, dude, you would never guess. I can go in there. I can, I could work a full day of work doing a bunch of different stuff that don't correlate with anything, make money, go home, cook, kiss the wife, take care of the baby. Like these are, but you typically, those things don't line up is one thing that I'm saying. So I understand to a certain extent because a lot of times, you know, husband works all day, comes home. They're like, you know, wife, where's my food? Wife, why ain't like, now I ain't holding that baby. Like that's your job. Like, you know, cause my wife doesn't like, she's not working, but I'm like, no, you know, like I want to be fully involved in that. And not only can I be involved in that, I could do both things at the same time. I could yeah. work at the same time. My son comes with me to work. Like we do stuff a lot together. Like we'll go to the store and buy, you know, new cameras or get, pick up new gear for the clients. Yeah. They know his name. You know, That's they cool. say, congratulations on your baby dedication coming up. Like they know. Yeah. And those people, and that's how I want it to be because I don't really, and I'm kind of going a little bit far off than what I was what I want to go back to in a second, but I don't really believe all the way in the idea of work separation. 
I believe in it all meshing together. Well, you have the, you have to keep in mind, some people have no choice but the work separation, but what's cool because you are that creative mind and you're so smart and you have so many different ways and talents to make money, you're able and blessed to be able to keep that combined. So for you and your situation, it's a huge blessing that you can keep, the, you know what I mean? Yes. That you can have that. Yeah. Um, some people that go to work at, you know, eight, you know, whatever, I'm, any place, they can't yeah. go to work at Walmart stocking shelves and bring their kid with them. 100%. You know I mean? So it's, it's a cool blessing that you're able to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. And I, I, it is a blessing. And like all the stuff I'm saying is a blessing. Yeah. Like, because whenever you, you know, like my family and I myself noticed that I had gifts that were beyond anything that I could develop at six years old. That's not me. That's yeah, God. Told, yeah, definitely God. Like that. So I can't claim that. Now, I can say that me taking those gifts and stewarding them and like exploring them like is a gift from like is a is yes that's on me but also really a lot on my parents too which is perfect segue yep. because they allowed me to explore those different gifts those different talents they that's allowed great. me to go out buy and sell on Facebook marketplace at 12 like they allowed me to do all these things yeah. allowed me to have my own phone if I paid the bill yep. um, so basically let me interject cuz yeah. I cuz I love what you're saying so God gave you these gifts, right? Yeah. And then your parents helped you steward these gifts and how to explore them and gave you the opportunity to turn these blessings into something even more special. Yeah. And I would say, I don't know. Um, I don't, it was more like they allowed, I don't know if they like were very hands-on on helping like the yeah. sports stuff. Yeah. But like, I'm not making money from sports, yeah. but, um, or like school academics, but it was more like they were like, yes. And then when I did need help, whether it's like I'm going on a school trip and doing video for the school, they're not paying me or whatever. Yeah. Like they would say yes. And not only that, they would give me money for the trip, you know, to yeah. eat, whatever. So, yeah, it was a little bit. It was like more of enabling me and allowing me to do yeah, those good. different things. But all that being said, like obviously there's a lot of different things. Like when you said you said you apologize to your son, like that's something that my parents have never really, they've been terrible at that. Like there's stuff that um, like I would get in trouble for as a kid. I mean, all the way, all the way through. Like I'm literally talking from the moment I left, like to this day, all the way from um, like whenever I was in elementary, but definitely in between. I can remember specific moments where I would get in trouble for something that they were completely wrong about. And they were looking at me with wrong eyes, you know, like they were like um, with thinking that I had bad intentions about a lot of different things. And I would prove it to them in the conversation of me getting in trouble. And it was clear that they were wrong, but they never said I was sorry. They would just kind of stand on, well, it is what it is type thing. And just yeah, I'm not. Well, it's, it's that it's that old school generation of, you know, you don't talk back. It's yeah. yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Like you don't have a say so. And like you would never. And if you think about what I'm saying, it makes a lot of sense. The old, Like a lot of the older generation, they never like you wouldn't. Boy, you better wish you got even a like a like let go from getting whooping, even if the parents were wrong. Yeah. Like you're, you you so you're never going to hear I'm a sorry, you know, for something um, now. Since then, like, I have heard it a few times, but it's still not the, um, like, you know, like what you would describe as. Um, it's not like a normal interaction in y'all's relationship with, to come back and apologize for something. Yeah, I wouldn't say so. Yeah. It's more of like, and, and, and if it is, it's more of like 
someone got offended first and they expressed how offended they were and now they're coming back to apologize for that rather than like for instance if i say sean you know if i come to you and you're like i click your mind sean you offended me um like you th- what you said hurt me about this it's not like a i'm sorry then it's not the immediate it's like yeah. a you know well i'm sorry that it hurt your feelings not i'm sorry for what happened i'm no, it's sorry bad. about it's, how it had, it's not even an i'm sorry at all it's yeah. like a like f you almost like no that deal with that, it yeah. yeah and then later it's like a you know well i'm sorry we should we this could have been handled better like yeah. you know um but in the moment it gets worse before it gets better and so well, well i also want to make sure that sometimes it's me having to come back after making, you know what I mean, and apologizing, yeah. it's not necessarily in the moment that I apologize. Sometimes it's a couple of days later. Yeah. Um, just the other day, it happened. We were driving home from school, and the fact that my son was listening to a Mike Todd message, and uh, he says, "Dad, in this Mike Todd message," and, and I'm so proud that he listens to sermons. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, "Dad, this Mike Todd message. It talks about how like people we a lot of times we make little smart aleck comments to what someone says to us so someone like says something to us and they stumble their words we like mimic them back or Mm. you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. just little things that we do to make fun of people when we're speaking and he goes dad you do that a lot like and i was like look who's talking you do that a lot caden what are you talking about Uh, you know what i mean Mm. and and i was and he wasn't being hurtful and he was and he does do that a lot but he wasn't being mean he was just kind of happy that he had gotten something out of that message and he was kind of sharing with me what he got and he you know and being open with me what he said i had to come back to him uh the next day and say hey man like i reacted totally wrong when you you know when you brought up what was going on in that message and what you heard in that message because i had just done that to him he said something i made fun of him and that's when he came with that you know mm-hmm. he's like dad you do that you you just made fun you know and i should have been able to take it you know i should have been I'm like you know what buddy you're yeah, right i'm yeah. sorry for you know i'm so i shouldn't do that it's something i'm going to work on but I didn't, I got prideful and I was like, what do you mean you do that, bro? Like, mm-hmm. and I came at him, you know? And Dude, it, those things, like even you saying that now, I can see so much of myself doing the same thing, reacting to those moments when um, like God's using these individuals who are so close to you to sharpen you. Yeah. That tension hurts. And, know, that's great. I'm even glad you said that. You're right. It does hurt. And, but it also like even sitting, like thinking of myself now, having an experience like that, which it probably will happen. It literally breaks my heart to think like, dang man, like that, that, that could be me. And I never want to not allow God to use my son to sharpen. It's so good. And that, and you know what my worst one is my wife. Mm, yeah. My wife, I could take advice from somebody who doesn't care about me at all. And then there's my wife who I know loves me and I know wants the best for me. And she says something to me and I get defensive. I, mm-hmm. I overreact. Mm-hmm. I get mad back at her. Or I start saying something disrespectful to her about what she does. You know what I mean? Like yeah, keeping yeah, score. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, you do this. Yeah, 100%. Like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. I need to learn how to just accept what she's saying, you know, know that she's coming from a place of love. But it's sometimes like, and she's going to hear this and she's going to love it, but whatever. It's true. Um, sometimes like even the text messages, when she'll send me a text message, it could, it could be all out of love. And I read them in like an angry way, like she's being mean or like like she's angry. Yeah, I don't know why that is. I read the tone of my wife's text message like she's judging me. Or yeah. She'll be like, hey, where are you? And she's like, where are you? Because yeah. she's excited and she's ex- like hoping I'm going to yes. be home soon. And I'm reading it like, where are you? Why are you not home? Yep, that's like, me. That's what, me. What am I doing? I don't know why that is. That's an actual thing. And I don't know why... 
Um, and honestly, I, I think it has something to do with proximity to each other. Because like you would never, like I've, I've thought about this so many times. If my work colleague or even my best friend asked me that same question yep. the same exact way, I would not get offensive. I'm like, yo, but I'm at the why? gym chilling. What are you doing? But yeah. she does it. And I'm like, what do you mean? Why? You? I don't know why that is. It's I really a, don't know it's a why. Pride thing. And I, so here's my thing. Anytime I ever in my life got in a relationship, like on a serious level of relationship, my mind sometimes turns to this me versus them mm. in a weird sort of like unhealthy way. And I don't know if it's because I don't like to be controlled or I don't like to feel like that I have to be, um, not controlled, but like accountable to somebody. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Authority. It's like now this woman has authority over my life. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? And it, it could be a good, healthy marriage authority. But to me, just, and it's something that I'm saying all this and being open is because it's something I want to get better at. Like yeah. I want to work on it. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying this to say I'm going to stay this way forever. I want to get better at it. I want my wife to be able to be like, hey, Sean, like the way you did this really hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. and, and me, I'm like, man, stop tripping me. You, you do this. Instead yeah. of, babe, I'm sorry that that hurt your feelings. Let me, I'm going to work on being better at that. That's all I would have to do. And it would yeah. change so much in my relationship. Yeah. For me, it really does come back to what I go to all the time is, is almost doing the same thing you say you did with your son in a car. Is like, where, like I will, she will say something and I immediately <laughs> know she's right. I immediately know oh. she's right. But the fact that she does whatever I'm talking about more or, you know what, my mind immediately goes, I would never be able to come to you and say this. So you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt to uh, so good. say that to me. Why are we like that? It's so good. You get what I'm saying? 100%, like you would never yeah. allow me to sharpen you like that. Yeah. You would get so defensive every single time. So therefore, I'm not going to allow you to do that to me when you know what is crazy. We're the role models. Oh, we should be the ones leading and leading in and love. So and even if that is true. We should be able to take it. Even if it is true, you're right. We should be able to take it and model it. Look, yeah. let me take this from you so that when I need to come back to you with something down the road, you can't hold this over my head that I react in the wrong way. You're going to have to be like, oh, he took it in love. So I'm going to need to take this. Well, even more too. than that, it, it, like you're, you're like as men of the household, we are literally like stirs to the ship. So yeah. maybe it doesn't work the first this is what sucks. Maybe it doesn't work the first 10 times, but eventually if you believe in what God says is to be true and yeah. that we are the man, that will begin to like be the culture of your household, not yeah. only between you and your wife, but between your kids so, so and they keep going, but it takes time. So good. And then your kids go out and model it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You 100%. Go out into the world and are modeling yeah. that and not modeling defensiveness mm -hmm. and anger because it's not a. It's just not a good look. It's just not a healthy way to live. We're not. If people can't come to us with something that's going on without being worried about how we're going to react to it, mm -hmm. I mean, you're never going to have real relationships. Yeah. Because yep. people are not going to want to tell you the truth, so they're just going to go through sugarcoating it or whatever. Just be like, I'd rather just not even deal with him than worry about him overreacting. Yeah. You know. So I think that's really good, and I'm glad you got us into that. Now let me steer the ship real quick. Let me know what is uh, what's next for Joe Klein. What is what do you see next career wise? Oh, yeah, 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 or yeah, for sure. Um, so what I'm going to do is, so I'm working on the YouTube channel, right? So, but can you throw all that information out there real quick? So if anyone listening wants to find you on like yeah, yeah, YouTube so or it's social vibes, YouTube. And basically what I do on there is I, um, here's my real goal. I know it sounds like yada, yada cliche, but here's my real goal in the YouTube channel is whenever I was like, I was pioneering this thing for myself 
there wasn't a lot of like this is how you do it a lot of free help people were trying to sell online courses guys and all those different things so what i want to do in my youtube channel is find the 10 10 year old me like me from where i am now but put me 10 years from now i want to give you all the free re resources i can so that you can go out and make more money than me doing exactly content creation. So that's my goal. So so your goal is to educate and teach. Yeah, yeah. And so that comes out in the form of tutorials. That comes out in the form of, like, hey, I'm going to show you the best camera um, that's affordable and how you can get the same quality as this $10,000 camera for only $1,000. Yeah. I'm going to show you all of these little things. I'm going to walk you through step to step, end to end, completely for free. Give you free download resources um, to my website, all those different things, because I want to be able to help someone like myself um, make money like now, like because you can and yeah. not have to live a life where um, you're working jobs over and over. Because at this point in life, content is so everyone needs content to where even if you're mediocre, you could probably make a full time living from it. That's what I believe. Yeah. Like if you just if you knew how to make money doing it, and you knew how much you could charge. There's there's some people out there right now who just need to hear how much I make to be able to want to be interested into the well to even that know that that's possible. There are people out there who are making like a like it's called like a like a landing page video. Like there are people out there who all the time are making them for like you know two two fifty five hundred dollars. They don't even know what they could be charging. That for? you could charge five thousand dollars for that, and we do that all the time. Yeah. Like that's. Like that's every. I know there's companies. Easy. I think that what I think is really cool that you do that your company does is a company can hire you guys. You'll go out there for X amount of days, let's say two weeks, um, and you'll actually make them all their content for the entire year yep. and set them up for it. Right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's an awesome thing. Yeah, that yeah. You do. So we call that the one year stack, and we actually do a three month stack. Now what we're doing is we've kind of, uh, funny enough, stop the one year stack because what we want to do is again, my thing is I don't need your money. Like, I know I'm not rich, but I know there's so much more money yeah. and I know exactly where to get it. And if you need your money for your business to grow, which you do, don't give it all to me. So give it to me for now to pay for my time. So that's what we do. Come out. We're going to shoot three months for you. But then we're going to take a whole nother day and train your entire team and build out a studio for you. how to make their own. Where so that you can make it your own. And now we're just editing cool. for you. And then eventually, if you just want to drop us from editing and you want to do everything in-house, that's great. I want to see businesses doing all this in-house instead of hiring someone like me. So if someone has a company and is interested in bringing you guys out to come do something like that, to make content for three months or whatever, yeah. how would they reach out to you? Yeah, they could just uh, hit me up through socials. So it's social vibes, video, everywhere on social media. The company they um, you're specifically talking about is VidLaunch. If you want anything else, um, we have like uh, I have two to three other companies that can pretty much handle any type of video work you need, whether it's a Netflix documentary, which done quite a bit of that, just edited a trailer, like literally a Hollywood movie trailer. Um, we do stuff like that. We can even do just local commercials, whether you're, you know, a uh, heating and air company or you are a, I'm trying to even think, um, chiropractor. Like we'll come out, make videos one time for your website. Some people aren't ready. Most people, a lot of people aren't ready to make that big jump and spend, you know, 10K yeah. or 20K, 35K and have us come out and do all that for you. So what we do is we just offer everything that we would do in that as a one-time 
So like we'll That's come out cool. and make a video for your website yeah. as a one-time purchase. We'll come out and make just 10 social media reels for you a month. And we have a price for that. So yeah, you, they can reach out to me through socials and so Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube. It's all social vibes. Yeah, social vibes video. I'm everywhere. Cool. LinkedIn. Yeah, Threads. Yeah, all the that's different awesome. Things. One last thing before I let you go. That's really important to me. Uh, that we ask everyone on this show is what is one piece of advice or two, but think you could think about it for a second that you would give to yourself at 16 years old or to a young young man right now at 16 years old that might be kind of like not sure what he wants to do with his life, maybe just kind of lost or just needs some sort of advice from someone who's successful and has kind of been there and done it. Do you know what that would be? Yeah, uh, two things. One, learn. Learning is, if you can, if you can learn, a lo if you can love to learn, you will conquer the world. Like it's cause there's so much information out there nowadays. All you have to do is collect it and learn it. Two, um, um, don't burn bridges and make more mm. connections. That's such good advice. Rather, it's with your family. Yeah, you're gonna need them one day. Rather, it's with um, you know a class classmate. Yeah, it's good. One day you're gonna be in a position, and then that guy that you hated in high school, Corey, is gonna be the guy who works at the other firm that and you're trying to get into, and good. just that one connection can make a big difference for your family. Yeah, you know, that's great advice. So don't burn bridges. Yes, that's a, that's really good. Hey, man, thank you so much for doing this with me, Doug. I really appreciate it. You've been, I mean, I you know I started off with this, but you've been a lot of help to me, man. Like, you know what I mean? I have I have James that, you know, does a lot of the recording, the video, and then you do all my editing, and now you're getting us set up here so so I can be able to record at both places. Man, I really appreciate you. You are super talented. Um, and, again, I'm just thankful to have you in my life. Congratulations on the baby. Um you got anything you want to say before we wrap it up? No, thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. No problem. And remember, y'all, if you're paying attention, if you're listening, you're loved and you're forgiven, and there's nothing you can do about it. Thanks, y'all.